Amen. Let's give one for Jesus now. <laughs> Come on, stand to your feet and let's give him one. Thank you, Lord. Glory! Amen. Don't sit down. Keep standing. Off your seat. On your feet. If you got your Bible, hold it up. Wave it around a little bit. We're going to get in the Word. Come on, everybody say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Right now, I will be taught the Word of God. My life is changing because God's Word is engrafted into my heart and has been renewing my mind. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated if you like. Glory to God. Open your Bibles with me to uh, Romans chapter 8. If you've got it, if you don't, read it on the screen. <clears throat> Thank God for electronics. Amen? Everybody happy? It's good to be here in the body of Christ. We talked about that last service, Corpus Christi, the body of Christ. It's good to be here in this area, and it's good to be in Rock Church. Yeah, there's something cooking at the rock. Amen? And uh, you've got great pastors here, and I believe in them and thank God for them and, and what they're doing is uh, the will of God, the purpose of God. They know God as Father and are making Him known as Father. If you don't know what else to do with yourself, know God and make Him known. That's a full-time job. <laughs> and it's a good job. Amen? Turn your neighbors and neighbor. That's a good job. Come on, look them right now and say, get that grump off your face. <laughs> Now, you don't come to church with one of those. If you do, leave it here. Right. We will sweep it up and move it out. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> In Romans chapter 8, verse 12 from the message translation, how many of you have had situations going on in your life and you thought, man, I just got to do this myself? You ever heard this? If you want it done right, do it yourself. You ever heard that? You ever heard this lie? <laughs> Practice makes perfect. You ever heard that? How many of you believe that? Okay. Let me tell you something. Perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah, you can get perfectly screwed up doing something and practice it all the time and just keep it that way. And you don't, you don't need to. That's not the will of God. Amen? Everybody say, I'm being corrected right now. I'm being adjusted right now. Come on, put both fingers right here and say, I'm being adjusted right now. Those of you who didn't put your hands up there are telling me, obviously, you don't need to be adjusted, and I ain't buying it. <laughs> we need to be adjusted in our thought life. Amen? Everything, all things that pertain unto life and to godliness has been imparted into our lives when we get born again, when we come into the kingdom of God. Amen? And we talked a little bit about this in the, in the previous service. In Romans chapter 5, man was dead in sin. That's where we all started because of sin the disconnect, high treason against God. Then he's alive, Paul's alive in uh, chapter 7 and, and then in chap or chapter 6 and chapter 7. This is a new man in Christ, but he, he, he can't quite get it together. 
How many of you might be in that transition period right now where you're still trying to get it together and you can't figure this thing out yet? All right? Come on, everybody say there's help on the way. <laughs> right now. My help comes from the Lord. Amen? You can't put your trust in the government and you can't put your trust in people. You got to put your trust in the Lord. Amen? Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but I will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Amen? Paul was struggling with things I don't want to do, I'm doing. You ever been there? And things I don't want to do, I'm doing. Things I should be doing and want to do, I ain't doing. <laughs> that sounds almost like a country western song, doesn't it? <laughs> but I've come to find out Jesus laid it out like this and boiled it all down. I like it when you get short, sweet, and to the point. And that's the way Jesus does things, short, sweet, and to the point. Amen? Amen? And he says, I only do what I see my father do, and I only say what I hear my father say. It's called hear, say, see, do. Come on, everybody say, hear, say, see, do. Hear, say, see, do. Hear, say, see, do. What are you going to do? Yeah, that's all you got to do is you hear the voice of God, hear the voice of your father. And uh, say what he says, see what he's doing, and do what you see him doing. That makes it simple, doesn't it? Yeah. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I told you this was simple. <laughs> Amen. In uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 12, it says, so don't you see? Everybody say, I'm seeing clearly right now. He said, so don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? You could shout and go home right now. Don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? Why? Because everything has already been finished for us. Amen? Amen. Verse 13, there's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. <laughs> Amen? Bury your old life. Best way to do it, when you get born again, go get water baptized and leave it in that watery grave and go on into newness of life. Amen? Amen. Pastor was telling me about, you know, all these baptisms and stuff and all these cool things that's been going on. I'm excited about what God's doing. Amen? I don't even drink coffee and I'm excited. <laughs> He tried to get me to drink some of his electrified coffee, and I said, I don't think so. <laughs> Woo! They gave me some at a rally uh, a while back, and, and everybody kept, you know, walking up and handing it to me. Pastor made this just for you. And I said, really? I said, I don't really drink coffee, but he made it just for you. I said, okay, I'll drink it. And I drank it, and after a while, I was like, dear God, <laughs> what's going on? And I did that for three days and nights. I did, because I don't drink coffee, and man, and he fixed it, too. Man, I don't know what he put in it, but it was, it was real. <laughs> Amen. Verse 14, God's Spirit beckons, there are things to do and places to go. Come on, everybody say, there are things to do and places to go. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, there's things to do and places to go. Well, let's stop right there and see what kind of things there is to do and places to go. 
flip over to Matthew uh, real quick. Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8. Jesus, head of the church, Savior of the body, Son of the living God, Jesus, the anointed Son of the living God. How many of you know when the anointing comes on your life, things change? When the anointing of God comes pouring out of you, things change. When you show up somewhere, all you got to do is just a little bit of... You don't have to show everybody a Superman t-shirt. You just let a little bit of God out. Amen. When people are discouraged, how many of you ever seen a discouraged person? You ever been down to an emergency room before? That's a happy place. <laughs> we walked into an emergency room not long ago, and uh, there was a bunch of people in there, and everybody's upset and mourning, bad news, all kind of crazy stuff, bad reports, people hurting, people suffering, people dying, and all kind of stuff. And we walked in there, and, and just like that, I said, the atmosphere needs to change, and it's changing now because I say so. God's here in the house. And they all started looking and said, huh? I said, God's here in the house. Where is he? I'm letting him out right now. Amen. I said, I come here to pray for you. I come here to lay hands on you. I come here to do the works of God in the earth. Woo, glory to God. What do I do with myself? I got places to go and things to do. I'm glad you asked about it. You signed up today. Yeah, if you walk through the door, <laughs> tough. You just, got, you just got signed up. Come on, everybody throw both hands up and say, sign me up, Lord. <laughs> Come on, you got to tear the roof off and throw yourself on Jesus. You just got to do it. Amen? You don't know what else to do? Tear the roof off and throw yourself on the Lord. It's a good place to be. Amen? <laughs> Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8. Jesus said this. He said... Go, everybody say, I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, I was fasting and praying, didn't get to finish your story last service. I was fasting and, and praying one time about what do I do with my life? I belong to you now, Jesus. Before, everything I'd done was wrong. Everything I did was illegal. I, I was a dope addict. I was, I was messed up. And they were trying to give me and five other brothers uh, an extended stay at uh, Angola in the Louisiana State Penitentiary for the rest of our lives. We're young men, but the grace of God. Come on, everybody say, the grace of God. Amen. Thank God for the grace of God. Amen? Amen? The grace of God got me out of that situation, unbeknownst to me at the time, but looking back over it now, you know, if you ever look back and saw where God's grace was extended towards your life, whoo, my God, that'll set you free. And uh, so anyway, God had greater plans and greater things. Amen? Amen? God's got great things for you. Come on, everybody shout, God's got great things for me. Yeah, so anyway, you know, God's moving and doing cool stuff. And so when I got born again, God, God saved me. He healed me. I had permanent damage done to both my kidneys and my liver. And it was all self-induced, self-inflicted stupidity because of drug abuse and, and just nuts, just crazy stuff. And uh, God healed both my kidneys and my liver. I've been saved for 38 years and a couple of months now. And, and there's more. There's always more with God. <laughs> Amen. 
and I'm still healed. Both my kidneys are still healed, and my liver is still healed. Amen. He put me back in the mind I needed to be in. Yeah, I really did lose my mind somewhere along the way. Some of you might be dealing with that right now. Thank God you can put on the anointed mind of Christ and think the thoughts of God and soar in the realms of the heavenlies while you walk the face of this earth. Amen. I'm not talking about being weird and flaky and all that. I'm talking about being truly heavenly minded. How many of you believe that Jesus, our example, was heavenly minded? Huh? <laughs> Didn't some people come up to him in, in, in John chapter 4? And, and, uh, and he's talking to the woman at the, at the well, which he's not supposed to be over in Samaria and all that, but he went over there. And he shouldn't be talking to this lady, but she's there. And she's living in five crazy, you know, relationships. And Jesus pinpointed it all, started talking to her about things. And she said, oh, you truly are, you know, <laughs> the Messiah. You're, you're, and revival began right there at the well. You know what happened in, in John chapter 4, or 4, verse 28? says, the lady set down her water pipe. Come on, people. She set down her agenda. Listen to it. Every one of us need to set down our agenda and pick up his agenda. Amen. Yeah, she went looking for some water. That was her agenda to get some water in a pot. And Jesus said, if you drink from the water from me, it's living waters. You'll never thirst again. Amen. Now, his disciples, come on, everybody shout, I am a disciple. If you're really a disciple, just shout, I'm a disciple. You ain't convinced me yet. Throw both hands up and shout, I am a disciple. <laughs> what is a disciple? I'm glad you asked. A disciple is a self-disciplined learner under the lordship of Jesus. Now, you can either be a disciple or you can be a disciple. <laughs> Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, which one are you? <laughs> yeah, now tell me, which one are you? Which one are you? Yeah, we're disciples. We're dis disciplining. We discipline our life under the lordship of the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the laws of life in Christ Jesus. That's what we discipline our lives to. Amen. The finished work's on the inside of us. All we got to do is get it on the outside. How many of you know that your body didn't really get saved the way that your spirit did? How many of you know that your mind didn't get saved the way that your spirit did? How many of you had lots of issues? Maybe you had lumps, bumps, and stuff hanging on to your outside, but you got right in here. Amen? And how many of you know it didn't make sense to all this up here? Amen? We have the renewing process that we have to apply daily. 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 Every day, every step of the way, we apply the Word of God. It's called a renewing process. We are renewed by the washing of the water of the Word of God. Amen? And, and, and that's where we begin to think the thoughts of God. Amen. You can't serve God in your mind. How many of you tried to serve God or tried to do anything in your flesh and your flesh got tired? Hey, your body get tired. How many of you ever tried to go exercise? How many of you going to start Monday? <laughs> how many of you got, how many of you, yeah, how many of you got the, uh, yeah, Tuesday because it's a holiday tomorrow, so I'll start Tuesday, first thing Tuesday. Just sign me up. I'll be there. Yeah, you know how that is. And what, what happened? How many of you got one of those infomercial machines under your bed or in the closet? Maybe in the garage or they already hauled it off, still in the box. <laughs> Had good intentions, but how many of you know the good intentions don't work? Nah, they don't work at all. Amen. We need to discipline our lives 
every day in the Word of God, renew our thought life in the Word of God, think the thoughts of God, and reject everything that opposes it. Proverbs chapter 4 talks about these things. It says, my son, attend to my words. That means take care of them, tend to them like you would a garden or something else. Anything that's exalting itself against the knowledge of God, so as of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, get rid of it. Get it out. Amen. When you have thoughts that are not lined up with the Word of God, stop thinking those thoughts and get your thought life lined up with what God says. It doesn't matter if anybody else likes it. What's liking got to do with anything? Somebody please tell me, what does liking have to do with anything? <laughs> How many people really enjoy you being saved? You ever thought, you ever thought about that before? Who cares? <laughs> who? Somebody please tell me, who cares? My God. This will set you free. <laughs> Didn't the Word of God tell us to... Cast all the care. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Amen. Amen. Study that word, cast out. Study that word and see where it goes. You know what it says? It translates like this. How many of you ever played round ball, hoop ball, whatever, basketball? <laughs> if I knew you could do what you could do and get the kind of money you could do for doing it, I think I'd have stuck with it. <laughs> Didn't know. What do you do with that thing? Yeah, to, to, to cast it is to hoop the care of it over. There's a reward for letting it go. Glory to God. Come on, everybody, put your hands up like this. Come on, everybody. Say, here it comes. <laughs> I, I'm hooping it now. All my cares, here they go. And shout when you do it. Woo! What happened? You just got a reward. What did you do? You did something God said to do. <laughs> Roll the care of it or hoop the care of it. What you been doing? I went down there to Rock City. And you know what I did? Are those people crazy? No. They just got renewed minds and living a new life. <laughs> oh, man. How many of you believe that Solomon was a wise fella? Well, the Bible says he was a wise guy. Yeah. He, he asked for wisdom, didn't he? And God blessed him for it. You know the wisdom that he asked for? The understanding that his daddy had because hmm? David understood something. David had a working knowledge and understanding of the love of God in the covenant. Covenant man, covenant issues. It's all that God's got on his mind. Amen? Now, what did David do when he, he came out against Goliath? He told this uncircumcised Philistine, he said, you ain't got no covenant with God. You're going to stand out here and defy the armies of the living God? You're going to defy the family of God? And all of them, the family of God was hiding in the latrines. <laughs> and they got this big dummy standing out there, this big enforcer standing out there with armor bearers around him. Give me a man that we can fight. 
You ever heard that first thing in the morning? I want to fight with you. <laughs> That's a great place to say, shut up, devil. Come on, go ahead and say, shut up, devil. Shut up, devil. Yeah. Tell that sucker to shut up. If you got to do it in front of the whole world, tell them. Don't wait till you get back in your car or on your motorcycle or put your helmet on and shut up, devil. Uh-uh. Right out in front of everything and everybody. Call him out. Tell him to shut up. Call him for what he is, a liar. Devil, you're a liar. Shut up. Get out of my thought life. Get away from me. I used to smoke cigarettes a lot. Then I got saved. <laughs> I used to do all kind of stuff. Then I got saved. And then one day somebody walked by me and blew cigarette smoke right in my face. <laughs> I said, man, it's been a few years. Huh? And all of a sudden that, that thing went off, that alarm in here went off. I was at a Randall store looking for strawberries and healthy stuff and avocados. <laughs> <laughs> and I smelled that thing right before we walked in, and I thought about it. And then the person that did it picked up a carton of cigarettes and just looked at me. And I've been saved. I've been in Bible school. I've been on the mission field, and I've been serving God for a long time now. And here it is. You know what I did? Satan! Get away from me! You lying devil, God delivered me from those things, and I ain't going to have nothing to do with it. You trying to make me smoke again? Ah, I'd rather cut my arms off. I started sounding off right there in the vegetable and fruit section. <laughs> You're going to be fruity to go to the fruit section and sound off, man. <laughs> anyway, that person that was doing it threw him down and said, My God, <laughs> who are you? I said, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm one of them that the Bible talks about, the B-I-B-L-E. Amen. I'm one of those guys that's full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I said, I guess today is your day to get delivered. You know what they said? Okay. <laughs> Prayed for them and they got delivered. Isn't that cool? David's out there telling, what's this big dummy doing? Great big old nine foot tall guy out here with a big old sword and spears, all kind of junk, making fun, making sport of God's people and they're all hiding from him. And he walked out there and told them, <laughs> let it be known today, I have a covenant with the living God. What you've been saying about me? Nah, <laughs> not going to be like that. Let me tell you how it's going to be. I'm going to cut your head off with your sword because I don't carry one. <laughs> How's he going to do that? But see, on the way there, come on, everybody say, on the way there. On the way there. Listen, you, got, you always got to be prepared, man, always. What did David do? He went down to the brook and got five smooth stones. Didn't he? He didn't get the rough ones. He got the smooth ones. wonder why. They'd been smoothed off from tumbling in there. Huh? Yeah. Where do we get revelation from? Every word that God speaks. Living water been running over those things. Not stale water, not toilet water. 
living water? Huh? Picked up five smooth stones. These are instruments of war now. Put them in the pouch on his side. Why did he take five? Well, Goliath had a brother, and there were three sons, too. They were giants. Come on. A lot of times people don't look past the end of their nose. Need to sometimes. Amen. 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 <laughs> well, you know the story. While Goliath's trying to figure, how you going to cut my head off, suckers? You ain't even got a sword. <laughs> you start talking covenant to the enemy's camp, confusion will come into the enemy's camp every time. How you going to do that? Wonder how Trump got in office. It was, it's a covenant issue in the promises of God, somewhere involved in that. Everybody said, I can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. Well, did it. Like it or not. There's a reason for it. Amen. My vote's for Jesus always. Vote the Bible. Live the Bible. Do the Bible. Think the Bible. Talk the Bible. You never go wrong with that. So anyway, he took him out, went and cut his head off, freaked everybody out, and they left. David had an understanding of the coming in and the going out. <laughs> People don't think about this. When you come in, when you come into the sanctuary this morning, you came in. We talked about being in the name of Jesus. That's a spiritually geographical place. That's not just a, oh, in the name. No, uh-uh, that's, that's a real place. In. Come on, everybody say in. In the name of Jesus. You come into the sanctuary today, safe place. You had to come in. I promise you, you ain't going out the same way. I promise you, you are not going out the same way. It cannot happen. Something has contaminated you from heaven when you come through those doors. In the worship, in the announcements, in something I say or something, that something goes on, you're going to be affected. And you're going to be affected with the things of God. Amen. Amen. Woo. <laughs> what happened 35 years later? David finds himself, he still got a grump on at the Giants. Located one of them, and what did he do? He reached into his pouch. He'd been carrying four rocks. Four smooth stones are in there now. He got the reward. He got, the, he got the king's daughter. He got all, you know, tax-free, tax-exempt status for his family forever. He got some cool stuff. <laughs> Amen. He was motivated. I'm motivated. <laughs> Come on, tell me. I'm motivated. Really, really motivated. Yeah, you need to keep yourself motivated in God. How do you do that? Just say it. No, not another blue Monday. It doesn't have to be that way. You want it to change? Change it. Huh? You going to keep wearing the same pair of socks till they fall off? Or are you possibly going to change them? If not for yourself, for the sake of somebody near you. Huh? It's a choice. You want to be sad, dejected? Oppressed? You want to be forward? You want to be down? You want to be out? You want to be broke? You want to be sick? Huh? No takers? Shout, no takers here. That's a good choice right there. See, some people choose to do that stuff. Don't do it. It's a choice. 
We don't walk by feeling. We walk by faith. Amen? Faith sees the end product. Faith sees the answer. The Word of God generates a thing called faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, not by having heard it 20 years ago. need to hear it now. 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 When you need God to help you, well, Lord, next week at 7.30 in the evening, I guess we could have a breakthrough. I'm going to suffer through this. <laughs> I'm going to let this blood squirt everywhere for the next several days. <laughs> Why not deal with it now? My Bible says, I don't know what everybody else has been reading, my Bible says... <laughs> Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Oh, you mean you're part of that faith movement? No, not at all. I live in the realm of faith. Faith is a product of the Spirit. Amen? I am a supernatural born-again son of God. I'm not the only begotten, but I am one of the sons of God. You are sons and daughters. We are family of God. If God could lift us up any higher, it would breach the Godhead. Woo! You're talking about being high. <laughs> yeah. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm getting this. How about you? Yeah. David is out there now. 35 years later, he's got four smooth stones left in his pouch. Some of you might be carrying rocks from 30 years ago to get back at somebody. And he goes to reach for one, but he was knocked down. Did you get that? Did you get that? He was knocked to the ground and fixing to die. He's reaching for a rock, but see, they already said, man, you better watch that boy. He got quick hands. He's got rocks in his pocket, and he got a sling, and he's good. Whoo, glory to God. If you look over in the book of Judges, it talks about all the left-handed guys. They saw what David did, and they were, huh? Yeah, southpaw, and he said they could split a, a split of hair, and there was no lie. Yeah, when David knocked Goliath down with that rock, Stock and slings went up. <laughs> 35 years later, Goliath's brother had a new sword. Come on, everybody say a new sword. New yeah, he had a new sword. There was new warfare weapons that he had not been exposed to. I'm sure that that thing, instead of that big old giant sword, I'm sure that thing was a lightweight. What was that? He just cut your legs off. <laughs> I didn't even see it. That's, all, that's the issue right there. Never saw it coming. He's on the ground, David, the man after God's own heart. And one of his guys come over there and said, this ain't happening no more. You're not coming out here in the heat of the battle like this anymore. If you die, the light of Israel dies. And they assigned younger men around him. Do you know something? They found the other three children, giants, took them all out in a course of time, and David never touched any of them, but he got credit for all of them. Woo! Glory to God. Amen. He was carrying something on the inside of him. 
it was good for everybody. You can't try to run pastors around. You go and do it. <laughs> People, well, go to the hospital and do this. and Go down to the jail and do that. and Go over and feed them and do this and do that. People used to tell me that, and I'd take off doing it, and I'd be thinking, I wonder why they don't do this. It wasn't on my mind. I wasn't thinking about it. I was already busy. So the next time somebody, Pastor, I need you to go do it. I said, nope, come here. <laughs> I do that right on their head. I said, anybody home? And I said, okay, it's on your heart to do. You go do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Come on, everybody, shout, my day of deliverance is here. Shout, my day of deliverance is here. You don't put pressure on your on your shepherds. Amen. Thank God. You go and do it. If you don't know how to do it, ask them. I'm sure they'll tell you. This is the way you do this. <laughs> and if you can't hear from me, just go read the Bible and do what the Bible says. Amen. Come on, everybody say, I read my Bible. I do what it says. I have victory because of it. The joy of the Lord is my strength because joy is a spiritual force that's on the inside of me. Anytime I need joy, I just pour some out. <laughs> Anytime I need peace, I just pour some out. Anytime I need some love, I just pour some out. Whatever you have need of is already on the inside of you. Just tap it and bring it out. So Solomon desired wisdom. And what he wanted to know, if you come in from, from, the, from the south gate, you went out the north gate, you come in from the east, you go out the west. When you come into Jerusalem, you changed. Everybody that come in didn't go the same. They didn't come out the same way they went in. They didn't even go out through the same gate. Yeah. Solomon had an understanding enough to see that his dad had some cool results about some things. He needed wisdom. Amen. Amen. And, and the wisdom factor that it was imparted into him was the coming in and the going out. See, when we come in to the name of Jesus, when we come in to the body of Christ, when we come in to the, to the family of God, we never go out the same way. We've been changed. Woo, forever. Amen. Oh, man. I love this. Oh, I can't get enough. We talked last service just for a few moments about Barabbas. How many of you ever heard about Barabbas? It's a Passover and Jesus, and they're fixing to crucify somebody. And they got, a, they got a sign about Jesus being king of the Jews. And Barabbas, everybody says he was a thief and all that and whatever. And Pontius Pilate didn't want to be any part of it because he knew something fixing to go down. He had no sense to know that. Sometimes the devil got more sense than some church folk. I didn't say Christians. I said church folk. Big difference. Huge difference. Yes, to be a Christian is to be Christ-like. To be a church folk, that means you just come in and sit around. <laughs> Make faces and twitch and... Uh, 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 oh, I guess they're going to ask for money now. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm going to fall out in the spirit. <laughs> That's church folk. Christ, Christ, Christians are connected to Jesus. 
and they live in the life of Jesus while they walk the face of this earth. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Holly, holly, holly. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, just do that next time you go into some Thai food place. We did yesterday. We, we wanted to eat some Thai food last night and went and found a place and started, you know, just enjoying Jesus. And Mike dropped his uh, Thai tea all over the place. And the lady come out and said, oh, you're so big, but you're making a bigger mess. I said, he did. Look at the mess he made. Can you believe it? And I said, now he's trying to reach over and get mine. And I ain't letting him have it. Huh? Look at the hands on his. Put your hands up. Look at the hands on that guy. Don't you reach across that table for mine. <laughs> Take a finger off and you'd be drawing back a nub. It'd be too hard to get the whole hand off that thing. <laughs> Whoo, man. Dear God. His watch is so big it fit around my daughter and she works out work around her bicep. She sent a picture of it to me. I got Uncle Mike's watch on. Really? Let me see it. Got it around her bicep and she got it all flexed up. So I said, dear God, man. Huh? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. God's moving. He's moving in our lives. He's moving in our midst. He's moving in Corpus Christi. He's moving all over the state of Texas. He's moving across America. He's moving all the way around the world. Amen. Might as well jump in it, be part of it, and stay in it. Amen. Oh, glory to God. It's wonderful. What did Jesus say? Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8. Did you ever get there? He said, go. And this, this is, I'll get back to my story now. Go. Come on, everybody say go. go. Yeah. You ever ask the Lord what to do? I did. I was fasting and praying. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, you sit down there, you read my word, and I'm going to talk to you. I said, okay. So I'm drinking water, and I'm praying in the Spirit and with the understanding. See, people are neglecting a lot of things in prayer by praying in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. I felt the air leave the building. Come on. And this is what he spoke to me finally. He said, Go. See, some people waiting for some big metacrational moment to come. He just said, go. I got so excited, I jumped up, jumped on the motorcycle to give me. It was already provision waiting on me when I showed up. Amen. Amen. Took off on it. Those, hey. Let me move over here a little bit. <laughs> My phone fixing to grow wheels and ride out of here. <laughs> yeah. He told me to go. I jumped on my motorcycle and rode out just like that phone did, just that quick. And then some months later, after I'd already been going, I said, where am I supposed to be going? And he said, into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. Woo, glory to God. 
Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8, Jesus said, Go, preach the gospel, saying, Boy, I wish I had time for the significance of saying right now. My, 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 my. Mm, 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 mm. The kingdom of God is here. Go preach the good news and say, the kingdom of God is here. What did I say when I walked into the emergency room? Every time I walk into the emergency room, the kingdom of God's here. Here to heal you. Here to fix you. Here to do whatever you need. Changes the atmosphere. Go preach the gospel saying, the kingdom of God is here. Come on, everybody say, the kingdom of God is here. Where's the kingdom of God? Wherever you are. Amen. My God, he said, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. What do I do? Where do I go? Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. You got four commissions this morning. You got four commissions this morning. Come on, shout. Only four? <laughs> if you do that, you'll find out that's a life worth living right there, my friend. Amen. How many of you need healing in your body right now? I'm going to send the Word of God to you. Psalms 107.20 says he sent his Word. He healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. Amen. We got a new covenant promise that Peter penned out and said that by his stripes we were healed. Amen. So I'm going to pray for your body right now. Go heal the sick right now. Put your hands up if you need your body to be healed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the place we are in right now, the moment that we are in, I release the anointing of God. Remove the burden, destroy the yoke. I command sickness, disease, infirmity, affliction. Turn loose and get out of people's bodies right now. Turn them loose and move completely out now in Jesus' name. Now, if you receive it, say, I receive it. I receive it. Amen. <laughs> Cleanse a leper. I've been doing that for years. I was labeled as a leper at one time not physically as a leper. I went to a leper colony. I did. I took it literally. Jesus said, cleanse the leper. So I found a place where they had lepers and they did more people coming in. I said, I am a minister of the kingdom of God. I have been healing the sick. Next on my list is to cleanse the leper. <laughs> Are you serious? I am serious got to go in there and start hugging people that had leprosy. And Listen, if you ain't ever hugged a leper, do it. Change your life. When you see somebody or experience somebody that ain't had human contact and they do, it, it'll, it'll, it'll just melt your insides. Jesus went around healing the leper. Amen. And also for those that were labeled as lepers in society as well. Amen. There's a lot of people that we minister to in tribe of Judah that society and everybody else, you know, lots of people 
have labeled them as outcasts and, and lepers. And, you know, and their hearts get cold and hard about some things. And thank God we've had the opportunity to love them and let them know. God told me years ago, I said, Lord, what do you want me to tell the people in the 1% clubs that you called me to go and to minister to? He said, you tell those guys I love them. Tell those men I love them and I believe in them. And I have need of them. And that's what I've been doing for 38 years. Amen. Amen. Cleanse the leper. Raise the dead. When's the last time you raised the dead? If you can't find somebody that really is, find somebody that's dead in religion and raise them up. Whoo, glory. That'll fix them. You going to lay there in that stinking religion and die? Rise. Be healed. Behold, live your life and live it long, live it prosperous. Woo, glory to God. I told you all about the fat guy. I think the last time I was here, didn't I? Can I, I got a little more time I can do this? Would you like to hear a story? That's, I, ain't con, I ain't convinced. I'm, sit, I'm, I'm going to sit down. I'm going, I'm going to sit down over here in the corner. <laughs> if, if, you, if you want to hear this story, everybody's got to put both hands up and say, please, shout, please tell me. That's pitiful. You can do better than that. Come on. Please. All right, since you ask, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I was riding my motorcycle one morning just enjoying Jesus. I'm on my panhead, and I'm cruising down Interstate 10 on the east side of Houston. Pulled up into, uh, into a, a motorcycle shop there to do something. It was kind of early in the morning. It wasn't open yet, and there's a big fat guy that was, how many of you know somebody's big fat? Something. Nobody? This is a huge guy, huge guy, and, and he's laying there in the doorway, and you can't get over him, and he's all pasty and sweating, and he's, he's, he's dying. He had done a, a cocaine overdose. Yeah, why in the world was somebody that almost 500 pounds sit there and stuff a bunch of cocaine up their nose and know it's going to blow their heart up? He didn't have nothing to live for. And so now he's right there in the middle of my day, in the middle of my moment. That's where most people would turn around and ride off into the sunset. Praise the Lord. <laughs> huh? God bless you. Mm. I got off and some guy said, hey, preacher, what? This guy's dying. He needs help. Okay. Get out of the way. And I walked over and I looked at him and said, fat man. True story. Fat man. Uh, I said, do you know Jesus? Uh, I said, you need to give your heart to him right now, buddy. Right now. Okay. <laughs> so I rebuked the spirit of death off him and called him out of darkness into light. And I said, let's pray now. And we started praying to give his heart to Jesus. And all the color started coming back in him and he's breathing better now. Set him up. <laughs> And he's like, thank you. I said, is there anything else I can do for you? He said, well, preacher, I'd like to get baptized. I said, okay. Only trouble is, that's where you're supposed to shout, gee whiz. <laughs> Only trouble is, gee whiz. Yeah. 
where am I going to put this almost 500-pound man, and I got a little bitty solo seat, and I'm 100 pounds lighter myself at the time, with three-inch springs on it. Where am I going to put him? I got a bicycle seat on it, and a big man. I said, buddy, you ain't fitting on my bike. And I said, Lord, Lord, we need some help. That's a good one right there. You don't know what to do? Inquire of the Lord. Lord, we need some help. And the Spirit of the Lord said, go out into the highway. I said, yes, sir. I walked right into the feeder road of Interstate 10 East out in Channel View, Texas. And there's, here comes a, a Chevy S10, a red one, little bitty truck. I said, stop in the name of the Lord. <laughs> the guy, eek, he said, what'd you say? I said, stop in the name of the Lord. The Lord has need of this truck. The guy opens up the door and gets out. I got long hair, long whiskers and everything, you know, and he hands me the keys to it. And he said, you reckon he'll bring it back? <laughs> I said, I hope so. I don't know. He walked over and sat on a concrete block on the side of the interstate out there on the feeder road. I backed up in there and put the fat man in the back of that truck with his legs hanging out. It's a little truck. Now we're riding down the road. I went down to the San Jacinto River, which was about two or three miles down the road. I started backing down the boat ramp. I got on dark shades and wild looking things, you know, and I'm backing down in there looking, and there's these two legs sticking out of the back of the truck in, going into the river. And there was a black man sitting over there on a minnow bucket fishing with a cane pole, and I looked over at him, and he, he got his pole, and he said, oh, Lord, I got to get out of here. And he's trying to figure out which way to go. <laughs> when I got there, I pulled that fat man by the ankles out into the water, true story, into the river. Now I'm trying to baptize him in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Going to bury you in this watery grave and raise you up to the newness of life in Christ. Only trouble is, only trouble is, fat floats. I'm telling you it does. It does. It's true. I try to put this guy under the water. And he was so fat that I couldn't get him under the water. He was floating. He was a floater. And I looked over at the black guy over there. I said, hey, buddy, come here and help me. I don't know, so I can't have nothing to do with that. I got to get out of here. I said, he just got saved. He wanted to get baptized. And he said, for real? I said, yeah, help me. Okay, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord, brother. Come on. So we got him and baptized him. True story. He came up out of the water. He's all excited. Black guy got his men a bucket, went on back down there and started fishing. Yeah, and I said, Lord, help him catch fish, and fish were jumping at him. It's a good day in the kingdom, amen? <laughs> oh, when's the last time you freaked out about your taxes? Oh, internal revenue. Oh, what did Jesus say when Peter came in there? Jesus, I've been following you, know, and doing all. You handpicked me, remember? Now, internal tax man wants me. And I've been following you around, and now look at what, what. Peter, Peter, Peter. Go fishing, son. How many of you like for God to tell you, go fishing, son? 
where are you going? <laughs> Tell your wife. She's like, where are you going? Going fishing. <laughs> what? Are you crazy? Is you tweaking? No. God told me to. <laughs> That's awesome. Peter, go fishing. Catch the first fish that comes up. Open his mouth and get the gold out of there. Pay your taxes. Sound like a plan. And he said, oh, by the way, pay mine too. Who was a smarter guy in this? The guy that was freaking out and had to go do the stuff or the guy that was just framing the world with his words? <laughs> you can make your words work for you and serve you in a mighty, mighty, mighty way, and that's the will of God. Amen. Fat guy comes up. I said, anything else I can do for you, fat man? He said, I sure like a ham sandwich about now. <laughs> True story. I said, all right. So I took him over to Love's Truck Stop in Baytown. Mm-hmm. Bought him two ham sandwiches. He said, hey, I ain't want but one, preacher. I said, I'm going to give you one for each hand because God's too much. <laughs> all right. Then I left him there, bought him a bus ticket, left him down there to catch a bus to go to Miami. That's where he was planning on going anyway. Well, God's got plans for him down there. At least he's going to make it now. Amen. 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 Not going to be stuck in some weird shallow grave somewhere here in you know, East Texas. Dear God. I go back down there to Interstate 10 on the feeder road. I'm coming up to the feeder road. <clears throat> Here's this man sitting on a cement block on the side of the road. Still sitting there. I pulled up, drove right up into the grass next to him. I said, here's your truck. He said, thank God. And I told him what had happened. He said, I'm a Baptist. I said, God bless the Baptist. And then he started crying. This is what he told me. <laughs> he said, I woke up this morning. And I love God. He said, I love the Lord, and I want to do something. I don't know what to do. And he said, Lord, please, today, use me any way you want. He said, just do it. And I said, buddy, <laughs> you just helped a resurrection, a deliverance, a salvation, a baptism, two ham sandwiches, and a bus ticket. Dear God, it's been a great day in the kingdom. Amen. <laughs> God is awesome. Yes, he is. Woo! <laughs> I'm just going to encourage you to read the rest of um, Romans chapter 8, verse 12, just going through the end of the chapter. In the message translation, it is so cool, and especially for what's going on here with the enlargement of everything in your vision and buildings and all the stuff, it's real. Amen? Don't fret it. Don't sweat it. Just enjoy it. It's already taken care of. Everything is already taken care of. Enjoy your journey. Amen? Amen. It's a wonderful journey. Raise the dead. I wish I had time to talk to you about Lazarus and Jesus and groaning in the spirit and all that stuff. Don't. And then cast out devils.
You ought to be casting out devils daily. <laughs> what this world has is a devil problem. Most people don't want to address it. Every time, my wife is a radical revolutionary. She really is. There ain't never any letting her hair down. That woman is trimmed out for combat in the kingdom of God every day of her life. I've been married to her for 34 years, and she is sitting on G, rocking on O all the time. <laughs> I ain't lying. I ain't lying. You go into a restaurant. We walked into a restaurant. It's, sometimes it's hard to go eat lunch or dinner because she's going to get something twisted off somewhere in somebody. She has this, this, this gyrating, explosive, dynamo, powerhouse of God, resurrection power, my God, stuff on the inside of her. And she don't try to suppress it. She has no silencer on it. She just, she just blazes. We were sitting there going to eat lunch somewhere after uh, service one day, and we were minding our own business. And she walked by some lady, and she just looked at her, and she looked back. And when that happens, <laughs> yeah, and that lady looked and said, ah, ah, started freaking out. In a restaurant, Bennigan's restaurant. I said, Jesus, <laughs> can I ever take her out somewhere without all of this going on? My God, everybody in the place is looking. <laughs> well, most people would shut up then. Not my wife. You fixing to come out, devil, right now. That's what she told her in front of the whole place. <laughs> ah, this lady screaming at the table. This preacher was sitting there that had her, and I looked over. I said, that ain't your wife. And he goes, ah! <laughs> yeah, this thing's getting messed up, man. And we told him, <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Come on, everybody shout, in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Come out, devil. Come out, devil. Leave, now, devil. <laughs> Leave now, devil. Yeah, boys got delivered. Spun around a few times and had one of them Pentecostal things happening, and the hair started... <laughs> Preacher over on his knees. Oh, shit, my mama, yo, do it. He's repenting, man. Cleaned the house up in that place. Looked over at the bar, and there were people running for the door. <laughs> Stop in the name of the Lord. <laughs> God ain't through. Come on, everybody shout, God ain't through. <laughs> he ain't never through. My God. There's so many cool things God's done. Casting devils out of people is fun. It is. Oh, you better not talk about that. Why? I got authority over him. I got power. So do you. That would been a great place for you to shout, me too. That would been a great place for you to shout, me too. Me too. That would been a great place for you to shout, me too. Me too. <laughs> See, don't let the devil punk on you and push you around. Don't let him be bullying up on you. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Your reasonable service is to put him in his place, and that is under your feet. That's right. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory to God. I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> I'm going to ask you straight up. Don't bow your heads and hide your eyes. Look me straight in the eye, because I'm looking at you straight in the eye. Jesus didn't hide at the cross. 
Amen. <laughs> First service we was talking about, Bar Jesus. Or not Bar Jesus, but Bar, uh, what's his name? Barabbas. You know what that is? That, that's Bar Abba. That is Bar Abba. That's his name. Who do you want on the cross? Give him the king of the Jews. We want Barabbas free. We choose Barabbas. We choose Bar Abba. Bar Abba, you know what it means? It means son of the father. We choose son of the father. They didn't even know what they were doing. God did. Amen. Woo, glory to God. God made no mistakes. He's too awesome to make mistakes. Woo, 66 books, 40 authors, over several thousand years, and it's all accurate to the nth degree. You can bank on it. You can live on it. You can be healed on it. You can be delivered on it. You can sleep on it. Whatever you have need of. That's the only thing that ain't going to fail this old stinky world is this right here. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will live and abide, remain forever. This, listen, have y'all felt pressure? Y'all felt pressure? Come on. Y'all had, oh, we're tribulating. Y'all had trials, tribulations, stuff like that? Huh? If you have, say, yeah. You know what that is? And how many of you thought, it's just me? I, I just ain't been praying enough. I just hadn't witnessed enough. I hadn't done this enough. I hadn't done that. It ain't about you doing nothing. You know what it is? And it's not even tribulation. It's persecution for the word's sake. It ain't you. If you believe one word of that, Satan comes immediately to try to steal it. He comes to persecute you and get you to back off of it. Don't ever, don't, don't you ever back off. Don't you ever back off. I don't care if you're the only one left. Don't you dare back off. Because God will never leave you. The Word will never leave you. The Word will never forsake you. God said it. He's good for it. And I don't care who it joins me to or separates me from. As for me and my house, we will serve the Word of God. It's the only thing that's going to sustain anybody in the perilous times that we're living in right now. And they're happening, but the people that are resting, <laughs> the people that are resting, I've been arrested by the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. And now, since I got arrested, I rest in the Word of God. I don't, I don't go outside the perimeters of the Word of God. That is my res. I just got back from the Navajo Reservation, 17 million acres out there, 54 square miles. No trees, no shade, sand, mesas with sand, built out of sand, different colors, right there by the Grand Canyon. And the biggest thing I heard that people say, because I didn't go hang out, and I, 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 did, I went down and did meetings and services and stuff, but during the day I'd, go pray, I'd pray from 4 in the morning until noon every day in the spirit. For those services and then I'd go after that in the afternoons before I'd have to do my stuff and then at night and all that I'd go out and walk the streets I'd go find somebody even though I was fasting I'd buy, I'd buy a meal for a family uh, you know I called them Indians I said is it okay to call y'all Indians 
They didn't like me when I first got there last year. You're white. I said, not really. I grew up with black children on a cotton plantation in Louisiana. I live with the Cajuns. I live with the black. I live with lots of different kinds of people. I was labeled as all kind of stuff, but never labeled white by a red man. I told him, I said, everything that was ever dear to me, my family was destroyed when I was a kid. Everything had been raped, pillaged, destroyed, murdered. Nothing, 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 nothing but heartache, sorrow, and misery till I met Jesus. I said, I ain't a white man. I'm a Jesus man. I'm multicolored. I wear the coat my father gave me. And there ain't nothing anybody can do about that. Well, they ended up loving me. They said, you're half Navajo now. <laughs> they hated me, I think, all the way up to, or they didn't like me all the way up to the last service I did that night. And I said, I'm signing off now. Leaving this reservation, it's been a joy to be here with you. Love all of you. You'll always be in my heart. Your face has always burned into my heart forever. And then they accepted me and loved me. And Pastor Elson said, you know, we'll give you a little parcel of ground out here. So I could come out there and stay on the reservation with my family. <laughs> yeah. I said, I don't want no parcel. I want one in Mesa's. He said, okay. <laughs> okay. I said, I got a picture of a huge mesa. It's about two miles long, about 2,000 foot tall, my, Benjamin's mesa. What we, we, we want to think with a limitation of the cap. Uh, it's, uh, just a, a, little, a little space, a little plot, a little this, just a grain of sand or two. God says you can have it all. It's all yours. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Woo! You do not have to leave this place today out of this sanctuary the same way you came in. Time for change. I'm going to pray. My father, my papa, He's going to touch your heart and your life forever. Guaranteed. If you're not right with God in this section down here, this section here, this section here, and this section there, if something's unhinged in you and you don't have peace in your heart with God, I'm talking to you. The Holy Ghost is talking to you. He loves you and he believes in you. Make the necessary adjustments you need to. It's easy. If you're in any of these situations or any, in any of these places, in any of these sections here, and you need to come back to God, I got good news for you. He's not mad at you. His arms are open. He's waiting. He'll run to you if you make a move towards him. If you got addiction, if you got heartache, if you got sorrow, if you got stuff, baggage that you ain't supposed to be carrying, that you need to let it go and hoop it over.
on the Lord. Whatever it is, all I'm going to do, because I live in a voice-activated world, and my voice is connected to this book that lives on the inside of me, and I'm going to release the kingdom of God to do what needs to be done in you. All you got to do is receive it. That's all you got to do. And the greatest way to make this thing start and happen right and last long is to be honest with yourself and to be honest with God. God will heal whatever it is you need healed. Just let him. Just let him be God. Pop the cap off and go for all of it. Let your marriage be healed. Let your children be restored. Let the goodness of God do what needs to be done in your life. If you're in any of those things I just got through talking about, I'm going to ask you right now. Slip your hand up and hold it there. And do not do not put it down until I say so. Keep it up there. We're going to pray. You need to be in on this prayer. You're saying, count me in on this prayer, preacher. Keep it up there. Anybody else? Anybody else? Now, those of you who got your hands up, stay in your feet right there where you are. Everybody's got your hands up, stay in your feet right now. Stand up. This is a safe place. Anybody else, you need to be up on this prayer. Get on your feet now. Don't try to catch me in the parking lot because I'm not going to talk to you about it. We're working now, and I'll probably be going back to get me some more of that Thai food or something sometime this afternoon. And I got to go see somebody in the hospital, and I got things to do. So don't try to catch me out in the parking lot and tell me, you're, ah, I don't hear it. <laughs> We're going to fix it now. Amen. Anybody else you need to be on this prayer, stand on your feet right now. Last call. Get the unforgiveness out. Thank you. Get the unforgiveness out of your heart, out of your life. Get it out. There you go. Uh-huh. Get your pride out. Tell pride to take a hike. Let's be real right now. Let's real talk right now. Come on. <laughs> Let's all say this together. There you go. There you go. Right out loud, everybody in this sanctuary where you can hear it with your own ears from your mouth. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on a cross, shed your life blood for me, and that God raised you from the dead, and that you're alive right now. You paid the price for everything in my life to be made whole. I accept what you've done for me. I receive you now as my Lord, as my Savior. I give my heart to you. I turn my heart, my mind, and body away from sin in the world, away from sickness and disease, away from bondage and oppression. And I turn wholeheartedly to you, Lord. Right now, I forgive every person, every circumstance that's ever violated me, that's ever done me wrong. I forgive them. I release them. I let it all go right now. And I thank you, Lord. I'm forgiven as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated if you like. Thank you for being honest with yourself and with God.
It's been a joy to be here at Rock City. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a huge blessing to be able to be here. And um, to break the bread of life with you, to spend some time in the presence of God, to share the goodness of God in this place with you. It's a wonderful church, wonderful pastors, wonderful people, wonderful congregation, because it's a wonderful God that we're connected to. I love you. I pray for you, even if you don't even know it. I do. I pray over everybody involved in this ministry on any level of it all the time, a bunch. And uh, so you're in my prayers and always will be. You can do what God says you can do. You can do it. He did it. That means you can do it. I love you. God bless you.